Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. here for the first time, if that's the case. I'm just so glad to have you along. My favorite thing to do is to talk to other creatives and to see what inspires them and how they've gotten to where they are today. And hopefully in all of that, you can find something that reminds you a little bit of your own path and also just gives you that little bit of confidence that yes, you are doing the right thing. On this episode, I am again joined by the lovely Natalie Shepard. Natalie is a handmade brand consultant and owner of Studio Shepard. Natalie's focus is to help you build a brand that helps you define what success looks like for the life you want. Before I dig a little bit more into Natalie's background, I want to read you the review of the week. Thank you, Elizabeth Theme. This is entitled Feel Good Inspiration. I save up this gem of a podcast for when I need that little extra motivation to get in the zone. It always delivers. The work I produce while listening to these is consistently more focused. It's my favorite podcast, and I've even listened to several of them twice. A serious go-to for feel good inspiration. Thank you, Margo. Thank you, Elizabeth. That is the nicest thing. I really so, so appreciate your reviews and it just kind of helps everybody. You know, I'm, I'm a big review reader of other things. That's how I, that's how I choose things by other people's comments. So if you haven't left one yet, hop on over to Apple Podcasts down at the bottom and leave a review. All right, back to Natalie. As a hand weaver, Natalie appreciates craftsmanship and innovation for consciously created goods. She's also worked for a handmade brand and helped scale their business straight onto ABC Shark Tank, where yes, they got a deal. Natalie focuses on consulting and building conscious product brands who want to grow intentionally as well as do good for their communities while serving customers exceptionally well and staying grounded in their values. She's got a lot of experience in those things. Natalie brings a fresh and insightful eye to what you're putting out into the world and gives you the steps to take your creative-based business to the next level. Her favorite thing is to see you thrive and continue to find your way along your own creative path. Check her out at www.studioshepherd.com. All of this, of course, is in the show notes. 
One of the things you might not know is that Natalie and I co-lead a dynamic membership called Relish Your Creativity. We aim to help each member move their own creative needle, find community and clarity, and balance mindset and business goals. And along the way, we have a heck of a lot of fun. You can join at any time, and there's more information about that at relishyourcreativity.com. We believe that true wealth comes from shared growth, building an intentional business you love, and the chance to shine in your creative space. We are here for you, and here is Natalie And I love this conversation today. We decided to dig into what does success look like for you? And that, oh my gosh, that's a big one, isn't it? So I just really love this conversation. I hope you do too. Here we go. I am really excited to be back again with Natalie Shepard. Natalie, since you know uh, now that Windowsill Chats is a year and a couple weeks old. And this is exactly a year when this is this podcast today, Wednesday, a year ago that Natalie was my third guest. And for quite a while, Natalie was the most listened to episode because we focused on the business of being creative. And I think that, you know, when people were searching titles or or saw that they're like, I want to know more about that. I'm trying to have, you know, I'm trying to make my creativity Uh, work in a way that I can at least support myself a little bit, or maybe it already is a business, et cetera. So many of you have been introduced to Natalie in several ways before, but we thought it was just super appropriate to come back and talk some more. Yes. Thank you for having me, Marco. I'm super excited because I think you also, didn't you launch like three podcasts that first week? Yes, I did. A backlog. And so, yeah, it was this week. I didn't even realize it was. I didn't either until I started talking. Yes, (laughs) that's so fun. So here we are. Happy anniversary. One of the things also we wanted to focus on, we thought about this might be cool. Since we're heading into fourth quarter and just life in general, what does success look like for you? Because for many of us in the past, almost two years now of pandemic, success has needed to be redefined in a lot of different ways than we might've looked at it previously. And I think as a human, it's kind of good to revisit what that means and, and give yourself grace and give yourself goals and, and all of that. So we thought we'd dig into that a little bit today. So what has your last year looked like Natalie? Give me a little rundown. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think this topic is so very timely. I mean, because so much has happened with the world and, and also within my life. And I'm sure it's like that for everybody too. But this last year, so we moved to San Diego from Oklahoma in January of 2020, three months before the world shut down. And it was an adjustment to say the least. I'm not going to complain about being able to be in beautiful weather and being able to go through COVID in beautiful weather, but it was hard. Because you have littles too. Yeah, we have, at that point we had a one-year-old and a three-year-old and uh, we had lived like within, I don't know, 15 miles of basically every single person in our family in Oklahoma. So it was, it was difficult, definitely getting adjusted. Um, We had, I feel like there's been so much growth in our family and I've seen like, I was thinking about this the other day, Juna and Gavin, just how much they love each other and play with each other. And obviously they fight and they're siblings, but I think kind of being thrown into this situation and not having a lot of other people outside people for a while made them, you know, really want to play with each other and be with each other. So I think that's something that's been really cool to see in our family for sure. But it really made me when we, when we moved here, um, I had put a lot of my business on hold because we had, were in the moving process and the holidays, we just come off the holidays and I wasn't sure 
what I wanted to do. And I had a lot of, I guess, kind of questions about what what I wanted my success to look like. I had been told, or maybe I just heard that when your kids are little, you know, stay home with them and spend all that precious time, which I completely agree. It's precious time. And, but there's still more. I just, I had a yearning for more. I had desire to do other things than like I had desire to, to help people in business. I had this knowledge, this information that I feel like was I don't know, like I was keeping it to myself and it wasn't doing anybody good. And I had a lot of fears around like, oh, maybe this isn't the right time to start building a business. Am I even qualified? I shouldn't be doing this type of thing right now. Mm. So yeah, I had to work through a lot of that this last year. And I'm really glad I did because I don't know, I'm really living what Studio Shepherd has become. And now our company together, Relish, what we have created. It's just, it's crazy to think about what's happened in a year. I don't know if your year last year has been the same. I mean, I guess it's a year and a half since all of that happened, but so much has happened with so much also grief and depression and all of the things when that come with a pandemic. I think the realness is so important to talk about, you know, when you're, oh my gosh, you're in a new town, you have two babies. Basically you don't have friends that you can call on. You don't have your family that you're used to. You're, you're questioning your, what you want to do with your business. I mean, I'm sure all of you are thinking, yes, I had this, that, and the other, and you know, the things we've gone through and people certainly have lost, you know, there's been so much to balance, but we've also had, if you turn that around and say, we've also had this time to kind of hunker down and figure things out, or maybe get back to some family time that we did. I mean, I used to travel every Every month, basically. And I haven't been doing that, which I thought I would miss, but I actually am so grateful to have had a different kind of time with my kiddo and my parents who live nearby. And I don't know, my dogs are certainly happier. You know, it's just those little things. And I, I too have been, well, I started a podcast. I, there's no way I would have done that. If, I'm like, I would have never been, if I, if I hadn't moved and really not had anybody around, like, I don't know. I don't think my business would be where, where it is today. Similar to, to something on the podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things about our first conversation was that, you know, Natalie has done, and, and you can, can listen to that episode three, all sorts of really, really interesting business things and, and been involved in growing some, some businesses in a really cool way, you know, getting businesses on Shark Tank and lots of things that matter when it comes to growing a small business. So we recognized in each other that passion for artists and being artists ourselves. And so that was something that brought us together in just even being friends and in an interest to find out what what each other was standing for, for others. But I think for, for all of you listening, you know, your business well, let's just say your, your practice, whatever that is. You know, I know some of you have a retail store. Some of you are just working on drawing something or making something or, you know, finding the time to make a good meal, whatever, whatever that thing might be. But the fact that you can turn what you do into a business in some way is very, it's interesting. It's fascinating. You might think, oh, I can't, but you can, like everybody can in some way, like you can start in some way and, and do that. So I'm circling, I'm taking your circuitous route to what we were talking about, but I was just thinking about all the possibility and all that's come out of, of this past year plus. 
Yeah, I think the perspective, like our perspectives had to change in one way or another, like it's different for everybody. But yeah, for me, it was like, this is my opportunity to Mm -hmm. really get plugged in online. That's where Margaret and I met during COVID online and to build a community around there because we couldn't, none of us could go out into our local communities, which I so value. But yeah, I think being able to turn online and with that, I think becomes, you can see more possibilities. You see more people doing things that you want to do, seeing like you said, building businesses, maybe you were home and, you know, you weren't going to, to the office every day and you're like, maybe I can make this into mm-hmm. a business maybe, or whatever, or just do it more seriously or, or start a practice. I think one of the things we've talked about recently is how do you measure success for yourself? You know, what does success look like for you? Like, do you have a list of things that you want to make sure you achieve like time for your family or whatever that is? What are some of those things for you? Yeah, I, so I have a list. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but it is, it's definitely time with my family. Like I want to work part-time, but be very dedicated (laughs) in my work time and have those times separated so I can get a lot done in my work and then also be present. Basically what I always say is I want to be present where my feet are planted. So whether that's Mm. in my work or whether that's with my family, I don't want to have, we're going to, I mean, we're all, our brain's function without us realizing, but there's going to be some crossover, but I'm trying to equip myself and I don't do this perfectly at all, but I'm trying to equip myself to do that to where it's like, I close, I have my end of the day checklist of like, okay, do I need to check in on these things one last time before I close the computer and go spend time with the family or vice versa. So yeah, definitely that. Um, I have, I, I usually call them like my desires rather than success. But I think that lends to the same thing for me is, you know, I desire to have for our family to help our family become financially free so that we can have a choice in where we want to live. Because after this, you know, experience of moving here, you know, which we love it. We, I mean, we really do like San Diego, but when you feel like you're backed into a corner or you can't get out of a certain situation purely because of financial reasons, there's a motivation there to create an income that allows us some more choice and flexibility and freedom. I mean, I definitely think about health and wellness too. I feel like this is typically the first thing that goes out the window for me. But yeah, success looks like drinking a lot of water every day, like on a practical level. It means maybe my body, I would love to, I don't know, I played soccer in college and I always struggle with wanting to have some like extreme, not extreme, but like more extreme Mm -hmm. workout program or thing to do, but it's just been really hard to do that. Like I used to have a team around me. I used to have a goal of a soccer game and now there's none of that. So it's, it's been a kind of a tough journey to, to get to like, what does true success look like for me, for my like physical wellness? So yeah, I've been doing some running here and there, but trying to work on the consistency factor for my, for my wellness there. What about you, Margo? You know, I think that's a really great question. And I, I've been thinking about that lady lately success feels like what are those things that, that are feel fulfilling to you or feel like they make you happy. So for me, I'm available for my kiddo. You know, I want to work with artists and I want to be healthy. I want to be able to take time off when I, when I can, or when my family needs me to, I want to be creative. These are things that are really important. Cause I know when I've had, when I've been in situations where maybe my job is super corporate or super demanding, then I don't have these things. You know, I'm not able to work with independent artists in the same way, or I'm not, I wasn't able to 
manage my time like I wanted to at all. And I wasn't doing work that lit me up. So it's important to shift those things for me. It feels successful when I'm, you know, even if I'm super busy, if I'm doing work that I love working with companies that I love working with people that I love, that feels successful to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like I didn't even mention that because it doesn't feel like work when you're Mm -hmm. working with people. I just feel like I'm getting to do what I want to do every single day. And that's a great level of success when it feels like that. And I'm feel privileged and fortunate enough to be doing that for the last year or so. So it hasn't felt like a ton of work. I mean, it's definitely been hard building a business. is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart, but I think it's important to take notice of, you know, the type, the way that you're working throughout your day, the, the type of people that you're working with, what you're getting to do on a daily basis, like how that makes you feel. Because and now I think about too, like success feels like, you know, going for a walk in the middle mm-hmm. of the day. Like it can be little things. Success feels like movie night on Friday nights and popcorn and yeah. blankets and pillows. Like that's the kind of stuff that the memory is kind of attached to. I feel like this whole last pandemic time has let us see how important those things are in a way that they weren't before. It might've been like success is making sure my air miles are enough to get me to, you know, certain level. And now I think popcorn night is much more satisfying or movie night. I mean, so yes, with popcorn, that's a good, with popcorn. That's a good, that's, I'm glad you said that. I'd love to dig into, you know, there's a lot of people listening that think like, well, how can I, and it's not about necessarily leaving your day job. It's about being fulfilled in a way that, you know, maybe sometime Maybe, maybe you can, but maybe you're making a shift in your life where you want to make sure you're, you're doing more creatively, or you're wanting to even start an email list. Like that's building a business, right? That's, we were talking about that in our group program this morning. What's that look like? So what are some little ways you can kind of step into your own success metrics for like your business? Yeah. Well, like, first of all, I think of your vision for what do you see? Like give yourself space to really cast a vision of like what you want your your creative journey your endeavor to be I think I talk about I mean we talked about success feeling like me being able to work part-time and be with my kids some and you know work obviously on studio shepherd and relish and it's like I only want to do that because it matters <laughs> to me you know like it, I wouldn't take that time away from my kids if it didn't matter so like think about in your vision like what are the things that you it's like a part of you like you it's bubbling up inside of you start to kind of craft that vision and then I would say start showing up wherever that may be, whether it's an email list, social media, just start sharing. Uh, I think we often talk ourselves out of getting started because of imposter syndrome, fear. I mean, not feeling good enough, like any of the things that's where I was like after, like I was talking about, we just moved here and I was, I was trying to come up with any excuse to be like, no, I'm just going to stay home. And we're just going to do crafts the whole day, which it's like, that's a great life. I'm not saying that's not, you know, that's somebody's choice, but that I was ignoring a huge part of me. Yeah. And that's the key right there. Yeah. Um, I think we lose ourselves so easily in, in so many other things. And it's important not to ignore that. It really is. Cause it'll come back to bite you. Yeah. It's going to always be there. So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, what are, what are you thinking? Some other tips on getting started with like the creative business? Yeah, I think find ways to connect with other people, you know, whether that be the peers you meet 
in a class or in an online class or a neighbor, maybe there's a neighborhood group or people that you know near you that are doing something similar. At least you have a similar mindset and you get together and you you can share your ideas with them. Like Natalie and I get together, my friend Shauna and I get together. You know, there's other people that that I can kind of pass ideas off of. And my business is definitely better because of it. Are there challenges you can you can participate in? Like the color challenge going on or folklore month or Inktober coming right up, you know, things like mm-hmm. that, where you, you then you're start, sort of getting yourself in front of other people. So, and as that relates to a business, are you selling your work online? Are you making a product? Are you maybe making prints of your illustrations? Are you knitting something? Are you wanting to z- design fabric? You know, what are those things and how do you get yourself in front of First of all, the people to support that and then the people who, you know, could be the people buying it. Um, So it's putting yourself, I mean, this is a multi-step answer, but it's, Uh you know, making sure your social media is consistent, whether that be one day a week or three days a week or whatever that looks like. Showing up as yourself. We, We also talked about that a lot earlier today. Being just being yourself, show, show the world who you are, what your story is. If you only can get out one email a month and start your email list, that's so important, but it doesn't have to be super polished. It could be, Hey, here's a few pieces of art that I did this week, or here's my new product I'm thinking about, but here's the sketch we did first. So people start to see your story. And I took my kids to the beach and we found these pieces of sea glass. You know, those are the things that make you real to that person. And for me, I want to do business with somebody. I feel like I could, love to have a cup of coffee with also because you're responsive and you you're showing up and I'm seeing what you're going through and I can relate to that too. And then, you know, find different ways. I mean, this is a whole nother podcast, but if you're making something, what are the different ways you can have that thing made? There's licensing, there's making your own product. There's having people make the product for you. There's print on demand. All those things are possible. And that's what a lot of people are doing. So those are just a bunch of ideas that, and ways that I think about it. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that main point of just taking people along with your journey, like especially at their beginning, or even if you've been in business for a long time, and maybe you haven't been necessarily like you've been kind of behind the scenes, like start showing people around, whether that's like, like your studio or what you're doing that day, or why you're doing something like Margot said, like maybe the sketch of something that's kept to come or involving people in what colors they like being able to bring your community around you like along for the journey gets them invested in your business and your brand and what you're doing in your life and and you create you can create friendships for sure through that as well as paying customers if you're selling something so i think it's important and i think that's the way that instagram and you know some of the other social medias have started to turn especially through the pandemic we were so craving <laughs> like realness and people and what are you doing and what do you have going on connection i think you can and we've talked about the evolution of Instagram specifically, like it went from super just real behind the scenes to like super curated and nothing's real. And then now it's kind of coming back. And I think people appreciate that. So I think that's a great thing that everybody should remember and to not overthink it because we're all, we're all humans just trying to get through the day. Yeah, exactly. I want to touch briefly on the fact that we are deep into September already. And fourth quarter for a lot of businesses is the most lucrative time of the year. And certainly for makers selling a product, it's when it's when your customers are looking for gifts more than any other time of the year. You have things coming up like, you know, small business Saturday or, you know, that whole weekend full of full of things that whether you believe in 
those promotions or not, people are looking to, you know, to maybe purchase something. So it might, it's a time for you to think about, Hey, do I want to put myself out there in a way that I might not at other times a year? And if you, if you don't, and, and that doesn't relate to you, it's also a great time kind of historically for all of us to say, oh gosh, this year is coming to a close. What are some of my strong takeaways and how do I want to think going into 2022? <laughs> Just a couple of thoughts on that from you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. No, I love getting a game plan for the fourth quarter. So yeah, I'd start by picking out what's one bigger goal for the, like that you want to complete by the end of the year. Like this goal, I mean, this doesn't have to be what they consider a smart goal necessarily, but something that gets you excited because and lights you up because that's what's going to motivate you to keep going and something that's really going to position your business to be better for 2022. Like if you make, if you meet this goal um, and then start to kind of just reverse engineer it and thinking about how can I kind of capitalize on the fact that everybody wants to be gift giving and um, buying things, these this is the last three months of the year and start outlining because the thing that I see that happens a lot is that we get to a big weekend or we want to do a show or a market or something. And it's just like, all of a sudden, all I have time to do is make the things or, you know, fulfill the orders and get them all ready to go. And I can't really even focus on anything else. So um, I don't want you to be stressed <laughs> mainly is the thing I want you to be able to enjoy that Monday, Tuesday, after the whole crazy weekend, if you are going to partake in a, in a promotion or something, I like to call the whole weekend a vert, like doing like a virtual pop-up or something from mm -hmm. Friday to, to Sunday or Friday to Monday or whatever you want to do. You just use that as your, I mean, you can call it whatever you want your business. So I would plan something for that time. If you, if you have products available, I don't think that you necessarily have to do a sale. Um, I think people might be expecting a sale. If you wanted to do one, I, I mean, especially for handmade products, I never recommend doing more than like 15%, yeah. maybe 20, like if it's you in your, your product, margin I mean, in there, if, if you have your margin in there, but some fun things could be like add-ons. So you say you buy this and you get that, or if you buy this amount of money, then you get something percentage off. Um, you could do like a limited release of some exclusive holiday products that are, this is the only time of the year. So there's no discount on it, but this is the only time you can get it. And they're really awesome. So buy them now. Um, you can do as far as limited, limited edition products or also limited quantity products. So I'd be thinking about um, maybe like an income goal. If that's something you want to look at for the end of the year, what is that in number and literally just see how many products or how many things, whatever you're selling, is it going to take for me to meet that goal? And, and then that's it, you know, like then your, your job is to just get those in front of people and to do maybe some fun deals, like I mentioned and show up because that's, you know, when we start putting our head down because we have so much to do and we just get overwhelmed, that's when we're not going to show up and actually market the products that we have available. So yeah, having a game plan really like alleviates that because you know, okay, this is when my deals are going to be. I'm going to put them on the calendar. Um, you could even back it up and do your content. Like these are the days that I'm going to show up on social media. I'm going to post. Um, you can plan all of that content out. I'm a pretty often like live poster, but uh, like I like to post live, but I like to have an idea of what it is that I'm going to be posting that day. And then emails. I, I love emails. I think this is where you're like, it's the most personal space that you have with somebody. So if you can get emails, I would start doing that now to collect email addresses, because then you can start emailing them all throughout the holiday season, you can send them emails about 
um, how thankful you are for them being there. You can say, here's how to style my products. Here's how to use them. You can, like Margot was saying, like, just here's what I'm working on, like getting them, taking them along for the ride through your emails, through your social media. Um, if you're doing like a blog or something like that, uh, just so that they're there for you all along the way and um, are ready to hit buy when you, when you send that email out saying they're here, they're ready to go. Yeah. I love that. I was going to say too, if you don't have a store, but you're, you were kind of tuning into our conversation about the email, like, Oh, I could do that. It could also, at the end of the year is a great time to kind of do a year and review wrap up or, mm-hmm. you know, here's a, a free downloadable or a, a screensaver kind of thing. Yeah. You know, some little thing you could do, like here's a coloring page you could print off for your kids to, to keep them busier. You know, there's just all, or I just wanted to share, just say hello and share. And I haven't been here in a while, but it's just, just a little kick in the pants actually for you to say, um, I'm going to say that I'm, I'm a creative business person and here's what I'm going to do about it. And it's going to be, you know, maybe it's getting yourself a really great planner and using it, you know, maybe it's writing an email, maybe it's sending some products, you know, giving a special, doing a pop-up things like that. But just think of yourself, think of the the things that you can do for yourself. Cause we're, we're heading into another year. And I remember, I remember reading way back when I was little and and I was, I mean, I probably was, I don't know, maybe I was in college, but I remember it was one of those Ann Landers or Dear Abby or one of those things that existed way back then. And this person said, you know, let's say Dear Abby, I'm thinking about going to med school. I've always thought about going to med school, but I just feel like I'm too old or whatever it was. I'm 35, which seemed so old to me. And her answer was, well, you're going to live the next eight years anyway. If you could be, it's going to take eight years, this person was saying. And she's like, well, so eight years are going to go by. What if in eight years you were a doctor? What if in, so I think of that and, and say, let's look, look back at this last year and what that's meant for you. What if in the next year you could say, look, I started my creative business or look, I started a podcast or a blog or look, I met five people in my town because I volunteered at the food, a lot more than five if you volunteered at the food bank. But look at these things I've been thinking about and just make a couple of goals for yourself to, to do it. Yeah. I love that you meant like you, what I was getting from that Margo was like putting yourself, putting saying, cause a lot of us don't own the fact that we are creative business owners. Like we just think, Oh, we're just doing this for fun, which it's so much harder than just for fun. But it's like, put yourself in the, this is my business. What, whether you've made a sale ever before, or you've ever had a license deal, you if you want to decide today you want to be a creative business owner, then be a creative business. Like put put your business pants on, um, and and just that mindset switch. Like it's I've heard that if you give yourself an alter ego or something, like you say you put yourself in that position and you're like, this is me. I am this person now. And soon enough, you will start believing that that is actually the truth for you. Ding ding, there it is. I love that. Just call yourself that, and you can do it. Put it out into the universe. You'll be amazed what happens. You really will. Thanks for talking to me about all this good, juicy stuff. Oh, I feel like we went on a little journey. Oh, we did. It was a good journey. Can I ask you quick, who's inspiring you right now? I know it's caught, catching you off guard, but oh, who comes to mind? Off guard. Who pops up into my brain? Oh my gosh, I've been kind of pedal to the metal recently. You know who is inspiring me is someone from our Relish community, Anna. She hosted our member-led Relish Anna community. Bianchi. Yeah, Bianchi. She she hosted last week, was it? And she just brought up some really awesome conversation so about great. like, you know, when you're doing your your work, you're, you know, imitating versus like originality and just the, 
the journey that, you know, it takes to like imitation isn't always a bad thing, obviously not using it as your own work, but like what that can do for your growth. And it was just really rich conversation. I felt like that was, and you can, I'm, I don't have the episode around the top of my head, but I'll put it in the show notes, but Anna was on the podcast too. And what we're referencing is, is Natalie and I have a membership group called relish your creativity. And it's every, every month is based on one of three things. It's either mindset or business, creative business or creativity in general. And um, you can find out more about that, but it's uh, wonderful and it's juicy and it's full of information. And it's full of really great people from all around the world. And that talk that Anna gave was amazing. Yeah, really amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're interested, just, yeah head to Margot's show notes for sure. But it's, you know, it's really the whole spectrum. And I think that's what Margot and I, what we kind of talk about a lot is that you can't have business without life and, and mindset and merging the two. I mean, you, people can definitely build businesses on focusing on one more than the other, but that's not what we wanted to do, especially with this membership, but even just in our daily conversations in life is that addressing the whole person, the whole creative and, and trying to come up with ways to make us feel more fulfilled in our work, but also acknowledge the struggles and just being real. I think you all know Margot and the authenticity she brings. And that's it's exactly what we want to bring. You know, I think that the realness is what we all need to get back to more than anything. I Don't give me some shiny thing that really doesn't show you doesn't show me what's happening because we all know that that is impossible anymore. Exactly. Thanks for being so real. Thanks for being that person. Well, thank you for having me and I will hopefully be back at some point. Absolutely. Thanks everybody for being here. All right. Bye. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantowstudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.